Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church, North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. Today, I'm so excited to have our friend with us, Adrian Cortez. Adrian and I, we go back a few years. We go back a few years. Uh, this was like pre as many kids as I have. And this was actually, I met him before he was even married. And it's just been a great friendship. And I thank God for these types of relationships to have in my life. But um, he's coming to us to bless the house. I'm so excited. You all are in for a treat. And those of you watching online, you are in for a treat. So I want you to really lean in. As we say at this church, um, if you lean in, you can make a great preacher preach even more great. And so he's a great preacher, but let's lean in and let's get behind the speaker and let's get ready. So let's receive him with a round of applause. Adrian Cortez of Saddleback Church. Love you, my man. Love you so much. Bless us. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you find yourself watching uh, this message. I uh, just want to straight, straight up go off the bat that, you know, God knows exactly where you're at. And uh, in the midst of pandemics, of craziness, of wild times that we're living in and having to pivot and do church here, work from home and job loss and all the chaotic things in life, it's amazing that God is still God and he's still the God of love and he's still the God of vision and passion. And, and there's still an excitement to be had with him when you lean into his word and to church community. And so wherever you find yourself, I just want to encourage you right now that God sees you. God knows exactly where you're at. You're not lost he knows the thoughts that you're thinking about. He knows the turmoil that's going in your mind, your thoughts, in your heart, your spirit, your soul maybe is getting vexed. But at the end of the day, God wins. The story is already written. We've got to believe that, lean into that, and build some grit in our life. Pastor Josh, I love you so much and uh, I honor you guys. And you know, it's a great thing to do that when you come across great leaders. You want to honor them. And uh, thanks so much for letting me be here this morning and uh, or this at night. And uh, we love you so much. And Joanna, I know she's not here, but, but we love you. And the kiddos, that's true ministry right now at home. And uh, my wife is doing the same way. So, hey, well, let's get started. I just want to share some thoughts that I feel that God has just been putting on my heart over the last, I would say, maybe six months to uh, a year almost. And uh, I want it to be practical, you know. And uh, I want it to be handles that you can walk away, you know, tomorrow on Monday and even Friday afternoon. And, and I think oftentimes we get in spaces like this and, I think we hear the word and then it leaves tomorrow morning. I think in my, in my walk with Jesus and in anything that you pursue in life, the biggest gap is the knowing and the doing. You're never going to find a bigger gap than that. Knowing something and then actually doing it. Come on, right? So tonight, if you're taking notes, this morning, if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you with this thought of how to create emotional, emotional stability. How do you do that? Right? How do you do that? And tonight, I just want to talk about the triple A's of life, not triple A roadside assistance, but the triple A's of life, which is your attitude, which speaks to your mindset, your association, which speaks to your friends, the people that you hang out with, your actions, which speaks to the disciplines and the habits of your life. We're going to look at the Word of God because that's what we're going to build our life upon, and that's what we're going to do all of our talks upon, right? Revolve around the Word of God and I think we're going to see some great wisdom and grab some handles of what Jesus, how he lived and what he said and and just see the example of how we can apply that in today's here and now, right? And so if you're taking notes, I want to talk about that. You know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. 
Think about that statement. As he or she thinks in his heart, so he is. Our actions are really the manifestation of what we think about all day long. You know, whatever you focus on grows the most, right? Whatever grabs your attention will grab a hold of your affection. You know, Romans 12, 2 clearly tells us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You know, true growth is always internal before it's external. I love that God always does an inside job. True leadership, true growth is always internal. Why is that? Because God is way more committed to character and not talent. God is more concerned in who you're becoming than what you're doing. And that's what I love about God. He's always wanting to work in the soul and in the character and the heart of mankind. And God never gives up on us, but he always gives us chance after chance after chance. Have you received that? Are you grateful? Are you thankful for the grace and the mercy of God? It's pretty awesome. So we're going to talk about the triple A's, attitude, association, and the actions to have in your life. And we're going to base principles off the word of God because methods are many, but principles are few. And when you can build a life off of principles on the word of God, you're going to create emotional stability in your life in the midst of chaos. When everything is falling down and everything is going haywire, it's amazing how the true leaders tend to stand up. It's in those chaotic times that people are actually looking for hope when they feel hopelessness. And it's time that we as a church community, as leaders, we take ownership of the triple A's in our life. God is a God of grace and mercy, but you've got to recognize through his word, he's given you a lot of ownership to steward and maneuver your life to become great leaders and impact players in the kingdom of God, in the marketplace, there at your career job, wherever you find yourself, if you're a stay-at-home mom, that's mega influence right there. You're literally raising up the next generation and we don't take that lightly. God has given us 100% ownership of these areas in our life. It's amazing how you are the books that you read. You are the music that you listen to. You are the, the conversations that you engage with. You are gonna be the people that you surround yourself with, right? So we've gotta guard our mindset. We've gotta guard our thoughts. We've gotta be transformed by the renewing, the washing of our minds. Every growth, everything that we wanna do worthwhile is always uphill, but it always begins with internal. Always being as internal. Your flesh is strong, but your brain is stronger. Don't treat it lightly. Don't be casual with the things that God has called you to take ownership in. You know, ease is the greatest threat to progress than hardship is. I believe that with all of my heart. No matter what you're facing right now, I believe that you have 100% control of the thoughts that you consume in your life. My wife and I, we decided a couple years ago to remove TV from my house. Nothing against that. But I think for us, we had to take ownership of what we allowed in our life ownership of the thoughts that we're going to think about because whatever you focus on the most will grow. So we wanted to redirect our focus and do great things for the kingdom of God. We wanted to start businesses. We wanted to impact people. We wanted to develop leaders. So we took the time that we were spending on TV and redirected that, that time into now people and to now grow in ourselves through the word of God, engaging in the presence of God because you're always going to leave better when you pray. Prayer is not a waste of time. It's an investment of time. Netflix is pretty much a waste of time. I've never really Netflixed all night and say, man, that was, that was a great investment of my time. I do believe in R&R &R and all that in its proper context. What I'm saying tonight is God has called us to grow in the midst of chaos. He's called us to have emotional stability 
when everything is falling apart in our life. So how do we do that? Well, we control, number one, what we feed our brain. Because again, our flesh is strong, but our brain is stronger. Your thoughts control your words. Your words control your actions. Your actions dictate your habits. Your habits build your character. And your character leads to your destiny. And your destiny creates your legacy. No big deal. But God has called us to have ownership in these areas of our life. Your brain wants comfort. Don't allow it. You know, nothing grows in the comfort zone. Have you noticed that? When things are too comfortable, nothing really tends to grow there. I love that Peter got out of the boat, right? But it's amazing how we, we, we don't highlight Peter's story because he stayed in the boat. We highlight it because he got out of his comfort zone. What is your comfort zone? What are the things that are, are dormant in your life? What are the talents and the giftings and the ability that God has gifted you, but yet they're dormant because we choose comfort instead of growing? As a dad, I could tell you with two kids, you know, my bandwidth grows every day, right? I have a two-year-old and I have a 10-month-year-old and I love them so much. Kenna and Warren, love you guys. And man, I can't, I can't tell you there's a huge difference with girls and boys. Can you relate? Huge difference. And I love that because it challenges me in all the right areas of my life. My wife and I, we determined years ago that we weren't going to raise kids, but we were going to develop and raise adults that are going through childhood. Such a complete way to think of how you tend to lead and, and how you treat kids because kids will be a blessing to your life if you nurture them and love them and you let them know that you are on their side. They will repay you in an immense way because that's, a, that's an unconditional source of love from them. For us, we just wanted to be impact players. So we, again, going back to the whole TV thing, because it's one of the biggest things we, we did in our life. We cut that out of our life and we redirected our focus and growing our mindset through the word of God. And we wanted to take ownership of that part of our life, which is the first A, if you're writing, down, if you're writing that down, it's the first A of your life, which is your attitude, which is your mindset. You can't control what happens to you, but boy, oh boy, you can always control what comes through you. It's called ownership of the things that God has called you to take ownership in, which is what I love. The second A is association. I love this so much because the company that you keep will determine the destiny that you reap. Did you catch that? Who are you hanging out with these days? Are they blessing you? Are they pouring into you? Are they taking away from you? We determined years ago that we were going to have covenant friends, that we were going to have people that are, it's like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. I had a lot of friends that came and went, but we determined that we were going to have covenant friends, friends for a lifetime. Friends that when I get around them, man, I leave better, not bitter. I leave sweeter, not sour. I leave wanting to be a congratulator, not a hater. But it all depends on who you hang out with. 1 Corinthians tells us very clearly that bad company corrupts good character. There's a, a crazy story found in 2 Samuel chapter 13, and I won't read the whole thing, but it's a story of a man by the name of Amnon. And he has this sister by the name of Tamar, and he ends up, and this is Old Testament times, but he ends up you know, falling in love and, and liking his sister. I know it's Old Testament, it's a little weird, but that was the context in the day and age for sure. But there's a principle there. And, and what happens is that he ends up developing feelings for his sister, but he knew that that was off limits and he knew that like he couldn't do that, right? And so the Bible says that he began to grow weary and depressed. And the Bible even goes so far as to say that he started getting thinner. Talk about a diet. 
and he has this buddy by the name of Jonadab. And in verse three of that, of that chapter, it says that Amnon had a friend. And his friend saw that he was depressed and asked him, man, what's going on with you, man? And he goes, man, well, here's, here's what's going on. I'm really falling in love with Tamar and I wanna be with her. I wanna sleep with her. And instead of going to the right association, he ended up having his friend Jonadab who, who helped him devise a plan to find a way to be with her. You can read the whole context for itself. I don't have time to go into that story. But the end of the story is that he ends up deceiving and, and faking his illness and ends up taking advantage of Tamar and sleeping with her. All because he had a friend. What's your association look like? You know, God is giving you ownership of who you allow and don't allow in your life. Are you taking advantage of that? Are you taking advantage of getting around right community, getting around church community, getting around people that are gonna build you up, not tear you down. People that are gonna influence you to follow Jesus, not question him. I wanna be around people like Josh and my friend Salah and other people that are in my life that are always gonna sharpen me and edify me and grow me and challenge me and be accountable too. Like I said, if bad company corrupts good character, man, then good company builds great character. And I believe that for my life and I hope you believe that for your life. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 18. It's a story of Jonathan and David. Guys that didn't know each other, but when they met, man, they became best friends. They became covenant friends, the Bible said. They made a covenant together. I hope you have some friends like that. I remember when I was in the world and you know, I was a one foot in, one foot out type of guy growing up in church. And I remember I just had to make a decision where I wanted to lean in and go all in with pursuing my relationship with God. And I remember there came time where I had to pull away from the fellas. I had to pull away from that association. I had to delete my number and change my, my number about 50 times because you got to do some things like that. It's amazing how we want to, you know, live for God, but we still want to have certain things in our phone. It's amazing how we want to I'm all in for God, but just in case, I just want to have a couple numbers if I get bored and lonely. And I remember when I transitioned to like go all in with God and, and just refuse the world, there was that weird, awkward moment of like, man, what do I do on Friday and Saturday nights? Young people, can you relate? It's like, what do I do? It's that whole detoxing of like, I've been fulfilled with the world and I've been, you know, satisfied myself with the world, but now I'm empty of that. And now I'm filling myself with community, with the word of God, with church, the presence of God. And there's that awkward place. That's where you need to have the right friends and association to come around you, speak life into you, identify where you were, but man, completely tell you where you can go in Christ Jesus. And that's what I love about Lighthouse. That's what I love about the church of Jesus Christ in general is that no matter how far you've gone, no matter where you've been, no matter what you're feeling in this very moment, the church of Jesus Christ is always open to embrace you, love you, and to remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. Talk about your emotions, but be careful who you talk about it with. I've discovered and I've learned to take ownership in that area of my life where you just can't tell everything to everybody but it's good to tell everything to somebody. It's good to do that. You know, the Bible clearly says that when we confess our sins to God, we're forgiven. But when we confess our sins to one another and pray, we're healed. You know, you can't, you can't heal what you don't reveal. There's something powerful. There's a principle there. This is all from the word of God. Remember, like I said, when I started this message, the biggest gap in anything worthwhile doing is the knowing and the doing. 
It's amazing how most of us know this stuff, but are we doing this stuff? And when you do this stuff, this is when you grow the most. This is when things get fun. This is when the gospel comes to life. This is when the word of God starts manifesting in your life. Don't be afraid of growth. Lean into it. That's how you build grit in the word of God. You build grit in your spirit, in your character, and in your leadership. That's the second A of your life, which is association. I'm going to talk about the third A in our life that God has called us to take ownership in, and that is action, which speaks to disciplines and habits in our life. I love this part because this is one of the things that really transforms your life. It's a mindset in the word of God. It's your association that you have with church community and people that are the right influence. But now all of a sudden the rubber definitely meets the road. And now what type of disciplines and habits are you instilling in your life? Remember, methods are many, but principles are few. And we're looking to the word of God to build a healthy life, a healthy home, so we can impact people for the honor and for the glory of God. Do you want to be an impact player? I hope so. I hope, you, I hope you understand that God created you way more than just to work your job, get a paycheck and just pay bills. He made you for way more than that. That's a vehicle, but there's more to life than just that. I wanna live a life of impact, of legacy. I wanna live a life that when I step into a room and I impact people and people don't shun away from me, but hopefully they lean into me. Not because of, what, of who I am, but because of what I can do for their life as far as encourage them, love them, point them to Jesus. That's how I wanna be. When I look at actions and habits in life, you know, dreams don't make you successful, habits do. Dreams alone don't do anything, but the systems that you build in your life do. And I wanna look at the word of God because there's some amazing stuff here. You know, Luke 2, 49 says that, that when they, they went looking for Jesus, Jesus responded this way as a young kid. He goes, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? What a great phrase to tell anybody. What a great phrase to understand why you know that why you were created. Jesus knew at an early age of why he was put on this earth. Do you know why you were put on this earth? You start living, you start growing when you truly know and understand why God fashioned you and designed you and molded you and put all your fingers together and legs together. You really start living when you start understanding why you were created. And I love that we see this example from Jesus. He knew what he was about. He knew where he was going. He knew his destiny and he reverse engineered his life and said, my whole life is going to be about my father's business. You know, that's a great prayer to start praying. God, I wanna be about your business. I wanna do what you want me to do. I want your will to manifest in my life. Not my will, but your will be done. You know, when you know where you're going and, and you know what you wanna do in life because God's called you to, the action steps become a lot easier and a lot more clear. You don't give up on the things that you, know, that you desire to do, but you totally lean into everything that God has called you to become. I love that Jesus, he paints this beautiful picture of just humility and lowering himself and taking, taking the form, the Bible says, of a bondservant, even until death, dying on the cross. Yeah. You know, talk about fulfillment. You know, talk about fulfilling your purpose and your mission. Talk about fulfilling, you know, all the things that God put inside of you to become. I look at Jesus and I say, man, I want to model after that. That's my leader. That's where I want to go. I want to follow him and humble myself even to the point 
of death in his context, the death of the cross. So therefore I must die to myself, to my feelings. I must die to my will. I must take every thought captive. And I must now take on the mind of Christ until it is fully formed in my life. Because your body will follow your mind. As a man thinks in his heart, that's how you're gonna be. You gotta guard that area of your life. And you gotta change it and redirect your focus so that the right habits can now be instilled in your life. You know, I encourage people all the time that, you know, you can't change the world, but you can change your world. What is your world exactly? I call it the five mile SOI, five mile sphere of influence. Wherever you at, wherever you live, take a look at your five mile radius. That's your world. And I wonder what would happen if I were to take a picture of your face and maybe go to the places where you shop and, and, uh, and your place of business and you dine and have dinner and coffee. And I wonder if I were to hold up your picture and, and tell people, hey, have you ever met this person? Do you know who this person is? What would they be saying about you? What would they say? Would they say good things or would they say bad things? Do they know what you represent and who you are? I don't know about you, but we just took ownership in that area of having disciplines and habits in our life that we wanted to be impact players, that wherever we go, we wanted to get a name a day. That's a great habit. We wanted to make sure that wherever we went, we said hi to people. We started making a difference because we wanted to have the right actions in our life. Every action leads to a result. Every habit produces a result. We're talking about principles tonight. We're talking about how to create emotional stability by controlling the areas that God has called you to take control of and have ownership in. It's the triple A's of life. I believe that when you fully grab a hold of the triple A's, you create emotional stability, you find vigor in your life, you find passion, you find energy, you find focus, you find direction, you find motivation. You find so much by actually taking ownership in your life and not deflecting the things in your life. I don't know about you, but I think in this day and age with everything going on with the government and the pandemic and all the things that to some degree we can't take full control of, right? I think more and more I'm just taking ownership of the things that God is calling me to take ownership of. And I want to encourage you today to take ownership of the things that you can take ownership in. I want to encourage you right now to lean into the presence of God. You may say, well, Adrian, I'm not really sure if I believe in God. That's all right. Get around some people that do. I'm not sure if I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. Well, here's a little thing, how you know you're ready, when you're willing. Are you willing to have that conversation? Are you willing to get uncomfortable? Are you willing to grow in those areas? Then you're ready. I don't know about being baptized, man. Are you willing to have that conversation? Are you willing to know what the word of God says? Then you're ready. I'm not ready. I'm not sure if I'm ready to get married. Are you willing to serve someone else? (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready to do everything God's called me to be. Are you willing to have his will be done instead of your will in your life? You know you're ready when you're willing. I wanna encourage you wherever you're at right now, God is willing to meet you at common ground so that he can take you to higher ground. The beautiful thing about Jesus is he knows exactly where you're at and he will meet you right there where he, he, will, he will find you right there, but he won't leave you where he finds you. 
He will take you closer to him. He will take you to higher heights. He will take you to new levels and he will sharpen you. He will clean you up and he will baptize you with his spirit. I hope this morning you take control of your attitude with the word of God. What are you feeding your brain? What are you looking at when no one's around? Take ownership. Get brainwashed every now and then with the word of God. It's good to wash that thing every now and then. Who are you hanging out with? Adrian, this sounds like a super practical message. It should, because the word of God is practical. The word of God comes to life, not just when you know it, but when you do it. Because the biggest gap will be tomorrow, not knowing this, but will you do it? Will you unplug away from certain things that are feeding your brain, that are influencing your feelings and emotions? Will you take a look at your phone and, and maybe see some text, text threads and maybe see the people that you've been hanging out with? Are they blessing your life? Are they edifying you? Are they helping you grow in your relationship with God? Yes or no? I want more yes of, yes of the right people in my life. What about you? Let's take ownership in that area of our life. I wanna instill the right habits and disciplines in my life. Why? Because every habit produces a result. I want the right result in my life. I want God's will to be done in my life. Wherever you find yourself, again, God knows where you're at. God loves you. He sees you. No matter what you're facing, there is a way to create emotional stability. It's called the word of God. Let's lean into that. Let's build our life upon that. Let's get this in our brain to influence our actions, to influence our habits. Come on, to build up our character. Let's eat the word of God, if you will. Let's, let's build a phenomenal life, a phenomenal home upon the principles of the word of God. I wanna encourage you with that this morning. Times are tough for sure. There's a lot more uncertainty than there is answers, for sure. A lot more questions, for sure. I get that. But in Christ Jesus, our yes and amens. I may not have it all together, but I know the one who does. And as long as I can give Jesus Christ my brokenness, my hurt and pain, it's amazing what he'll do in our life. You know, the body can withstand a lot of pain. Did you know that? It can withstand a lot of pain when, it, when you know, or you can withstand a lot of pain in your life when you know that there's a purpose to it. I was in the room when my wife had both of our children and I'll tell you what, it looked painful <laughs> for sure. But I also saw that when she pushed and, and it was painful, I can in the midst of all that see that she knew there was a purpose to the pain. Maybe you don't see purpose to your pain. Maybe you question God and you have a lot more questions than answers. And maybe that's led you to turn away from the things of God. And maybe it's led you to, way to turn away from church community. Maybe it's led you to even have a bad taste of the word of God. Here's what I know, is that God wants to use your pain. He wants to bring purpose to it. And he wants to use that for his honor and for his glory. Why? Because at the end of your obedience is someone else's deliverance. Why don't we take eyes off of ourselves and put it upon Jesus so that he can, put it, so he can help us put it upon people? I'm all in. 
I'm taking ownership of the triple A's in my life. Will you? I think today is the day. I think how you end one thing is how you start something else. As we're ending 2020, I, I wanna encourage you, let's end it with gratitude. That's a choice. Let's end it with thanksgiving that we're here. Let's end it with praise because of all that God is doing in our life. The behind the scenes, the provision, the vision. I know it looks crazy for sure, but we create emotional stability when we lean into the word of God and we actually manifest and do what the word of God is teaching. Let's pray right now. God, we love you. Your word says that this word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. The grass wither and the flower fades, but your word shall remain. God, help us to make the right decisions to control the thoughts that we think about, to take ownership in those areas, not to be casual about it, but to have a commitment that we're gonna guard our thoughts. I pray, Jesus, that you would give us such a a passion to be around the right community. God, for those that are wanting to pull away from the wrong association, I pray that right now that you would begin to send the right association into their life to encourage them, love them, build them up, and remind them who they are in Christ Jesus. I pray, God, that you would help us to take the right actions daily in our lives, to have these disciplines and the habits of consistency in our life, of engaging with the word of God, Lord, because how we start our day is how we run it. And we wanna run it with you, Lord. Fill our days with purpose, with mission and fulfillment. Help us to lean in more and more your presence into your word, God. I pray that you would comfort the brokenhearted right now. That family that has so many questions, God, on life and finances and situations and jobs and career and school, whatever it is, God, I pray that your presence right now would come into the cracks of their life, God. That whatever the devil is meaning for evil, for bad, that God, that you would use that for good. And in the midst of all this chaos, God, that we would still see you, Jesus. We love you, God, and we thank you so much that your grace is still here. We thank you so much, God, that your mercies are new every single day and every morning, God. We love you and we lean into you right now, God. We surrender ourselves to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We love you, let's go and grow. 
this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.